Wait a minute, I hear something. What up, everybody? Dr. Movie Time again. And uh, coming back with some more uh, 80s shenanigans here. Uh, gonna talk about a movie that I never really saw. Uh, I think I saw pieces of it growing up. And um, several of these movies came out. I, you know, I don't know if there was a resurgence of wanting to make a Freaky Friday or if Big did so well that everybody tried to find their own version of Big to do. But um, this is Like Father, Like Son from 1987. It, <laughs> and uh, it's a lot of fun. Uh, it says it's a comedy fantasy. It's one of those role-switching movies, right? Like Father, Like Son. So, uh, let's see... Uh, what we got here for a synopsis. While Dr. Jack Hammond is a respected surgeon on his way to getting a coveted position in the hospital where he works, his son, Chris, is a mediocre high school student with problems that his dad could not care less about. And then one day, things change. It's a, that's a short version of a synopsis. It's a synopsis of a synopsis. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's pretty straightforward. I mean, like I said, if if you saw the trailer, even if you see the poster, you kind of get the gist of this movie, right? Um, let's talk about our cast real quick, because pretty awesome cast. Um, we do have the late, great Dudley Moore, all right? Who doesn't like Dudley Moore, right? Nobody plays a inebriated, you know, guy like Dudley Moore, right? We got Kirk Cameron. Um, this is at the height of his popularity at this point. Uh, who plays uh, Dudley Moore's son. And uh, they work really well together. Uh, we got Sean Astin, whose uh, name is Trigger. <laughs> so he's Kirk Cameron's best friend in the movie. Uh, obviously, you know all three of those guys, right? I mean, they've been a ton of stuff. We got Camille Cooper in this. Uh, you may know her from Shocker. Just saying. Uh, very distinct look about her. Um, that's kind of what I think of when I think of her. But she's great in this. Not a big role, but she's in there. We got Catherine Hicks in here, right? The mom from Child's Play. Uh, Seventh Heaven. Lots of stuff. Which, there's a weird Seventh Heaven, um, like father, like son connection which we will, if I can remember, I'll try to bring up in a little bit. Uh, I guess I can go ahead and say it. Uh, in this movie, well, let's get into it. Let's get into it. So it starts off, there's this guy that's wandering out in the desert, and he's an archaeologist, but you don't know that yet, but he's stumbling around, he's been injured, and he passes out on the desert floor, and a Native American picks him up, takes him back to a little hut, and they're going to try to make him better, and in the process of doing so, they switch places in order to help the healing to go faster, and uh, it's just this serum 
that these Indians have that can make you change places. There's the gist of the story, right? That's how we get the explanation. Whereas all your other movies, it's more of a mystique kind of thing, right? A mystic power, uh, rubbing a skull or whatever, you know, whatever other scenario you want to come up with. So this one's more of a legit, like a serum kind of thing. Um, and like I said, uh, it goes to this archaeologist bottling it up and coming home. And I don't know if he's trying to sell it or if he's trying to do research and make himself a, a millionaire by this discovery, yada, yada. But he is Sean Astin's uncle. And he's staying at Sean Astin's house. And he's got this elixir in these Tabasco sauce bottles, which is clear. I mean, it's it's not red like you would think, but it's it's a clear liquid. And uh, Sean Astin accidentally, accidentally, well, I don't say accidentally, but he takes it over to his best friend's Chris's house, which is Kurt Cameron. And they give some to the cat, and the cat looks at the dog, and then the cat and dog switch places. And you got the cat chasing the dog all over the house, that kind of stuff. Like I said, very Freaky Friday. Um, but Dudley Moore comes home. He's a surgeon. Chris does not want to be in the doctor world at all, but his father's pushing him that direction because his, his father loves it so much. He's about to be director of the board at the at the the hospital that he's working at. It's a big deal. He's been working his whole life to get to this point. And uh, that's kind of your backstory, right? You can kind of see where this is going. You got Kirk Cameron at school hitting on Camille Cooper's character, Lori. Uh, he wants to take her out to a concert. Only problem is she's got a boyfriend played by uh, Micah Grant, whose name is Rick. Why isn't Rick's always the bad guys in these movies? I mean... <laughs> It just seems like everyone recently, like every time a guy names Rick, it's like that's the bad guy. So I'm just telling you, I'm, I don't think I'm a bad guy. Uh, maybe I am. I don't. I don't think so. But uh, so uh, Rick is the 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 you know the athlete, right? So I already knows that uh, Chris has been hitting on his girlfriend. He's talking about, hey, let's go out tonight. She's like, nope, I'm going out with this guy because he cares more about me than than you do. So she's actually using Chris to get back at Rick because, you know, he's just a big, dumb athlete guy who don't know any better. But it obviously makes him mad. And then also, Kirk Cameron's character, Chris, is also on the track team with Rick. And they do a foot race, and uh, Kirk Cameron wins. And he gets the top spot on this new track uh, competition they're going to have which makes Rick even matter, right? So it just keeps boiling up. And uh, so that's all you're set up before the elixir hits, right? And uh, Dudley Moore's character, super serious at work. He's got colleagues that he's showing around, teaching them everything. The, uh, the original or the leader of the hospital, manager, I don't know what you'd call him, who's trying to get uh, Dudley Moore into that position. Um, his wife takes a liking to Dudley Moore's character. And I don't know if they've been fooling around in the past, but there's obviously something there where she likes Dudley Moore. All right, 
So now we got all that out of the way. Now we can go to the accidental drinking of the elixir when he pours a little Tabasco sauce in his Bloody Mary, I think it is. And next thing you know, they've switched places. And you got now Dudley Moore's character inside of Chris, and Chris is inside Dudley Moore. <laughs> and you know what? This works pretty well. The only thing that I would do different is I would have them switch the accents, which is a weird thing too, right? Because why would Dudley Moore have an accent and his son wouldn't? Just saying. But uh, I'd made uh, Kirk Cameron talk with an accent just so you kind of get that that thing, right? Uh, a lot of fun stuff happens in this one. You get... Uh, <laughs> uh, Kirk Cameron's having to go to school which is now Dudley Moore and try to be that person that doesn't work out well because all he does is keep making Rick even matter even though he doesn't even know who Rick is but you know which which leads to a bad situation you got Dudley Moore who's supposed to stay home but again the the manager of this hospital comes by to check on him because he called in sick which is very unlike him and when he gets there He's standing up on the kitchen table, got the stereo blasting. I think he's listening probably to some Motley Crue or something like that. And he's just jamming out. He's like, well, looks like you're feeling better. I can expect you back at work in, say, an hour. Oh, yeah, sure. So now, you know, Chris's character, which is now inside Dudley Moore, has to go to the hospital and try to be a doctor, which is pretty funny because he's chewing gum. He's being a teenager kind of thing, right? You know, you get the story here. Um, I think the funniest part is when this manager of the hospital's wife comes over to Dudley Moore's house <laughs> and starts making the moves on him. And of course, it's supposed to be Kurt Cameron, the teenager. It's quite comical. Um, of course, I don't know if we're leading to Kurt Cameron's Cameron. Uh, Kurt Cameron's character is still a virgin or what? But he's all into it. She's like, uh, can you play play some 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 music? Sure, man. He crazy cranks it up, and it's you know some crazy Van Halen sounding guitars going on. And uh, <laughs> and she's like, no, you, you know you got you got to you got to turn this down. Can you play something softer? Can you turn the lights down? Can you get me a drink? Sure, I can. And he goes and gets two Budweisers and a candle <laughs> and puts them on a tray and brings them over. And obviously, this lady's more highfalutin, right? I mean, she's, you know, in money here. And uh, this scene is fantastic. I mean, it's it's a lot of fun. Uh, Dudley Moore sets the, the couch on fire, pushes it outside through a, a set of patio doors, busts the doors down, throws the couch out in the pool <laughs> to, to make the fire go out. Uh, you got... Uh, Kurt Cameron going back to school, which is now Dudley Moore, inside, and they're having the track meet today, the big competition, and that doesn't go well. Uh, he does end up going out with uh, Camille Cooper's character, Lori, and they go to an autograph concert. Now, all of you oldies out there, you remember autograph, turn up the radio, right? Uh, 80s party band and this is that connection I want to talk about with 7th Heaven because you got autograph in this movie 
which were a hot item at this time, right? 87, um, Steve Lynch on guitar, not George Lynch. Now, then no relation, but Steve Lynch is a monster guitar player. Um, one of those guys that really doesn't get the recognition he deserves. Uh, he's a little older than, than most of the guys that were coming out at this point, so he, he was a little older than, than the rest of them, but man, what a player. But uh, the connection here is is Autograph kind of split up pretty quick, right? Because, you know, that's the way these things work. And the lead singer, can't think of his name, he wrote the theme song for Seventh Heaven. So when you turn on an episode of Seventh Heaven, if you're so inclined, uh, I don't recommend it, but it may be your favorite show. But anyways, when you hear that voice and the guy singing, it's the guy from Autograph. So there you go. There's your connection of Seventh Heaven to Like Father, Like Son. Um, when they come back from the concert, he drops her off early. She's upset because obviously she wants to stay out a little longer. And he's like, look, you've got the rest of the afternoon to do whatever you want. Because, again, it's Dudley Moore, you know, the father's character. And uh, and then Rick pops out of nowhere. I guess he was hanging out at, at Lori's house. Pulls Kirk Cameron out of the car and beats him up. And, uh, you know, you saw all this coming, right? And uh, this goes on. There's some other some other fun stuff here, especially when uh, they get back with Sean Austin's uncle, and he takes him out in the desert and finds the the serum to reverse it. But it doesn't happen immediately. Of course it doesn't, right? Why would it? So obviously they have to go on carrying on this charade of being each other, and you know, obviously the change happens at just the right time, and. Again, the manager of the hospital finds out that he, he that uh, Dudley Moore has been messing around with his wife, so that causes him to try to keep him from being board of directors here. And uh, you know, Kurt Cameron, who's now at school, who is still Dudley Moore at the time, and then he changes back to Kurt Cameron in school, realizes I have to get to the hospital and defend my dad, so he gets there. And, uh, you know, it's pretty pretty straightforward that he's not going to be on the board of directors because of this one guy that's upset with him. And uh, Dudley Moore comes in during his son in there trying to explain how great of a father he is and how this means more to him than anything. And uh, Dudley Moore comes in and says, I, I have to make an apology in the the manager of the hospital is like, I don't think it's going to do you any good. He's like, I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to my son. So you kind of get this moment of turning everything around, everything that was really kind of a problem, uh, knowing that his son doesn't want to be just like him. His son wants to be his, you know, who he is. So you kind of get that kind of feel-good kind of ending thing there. And to top it off, um, right before... Kirk Cameron leaves the high school. Rick approaches him again, going to beat him up again. I fight you with both hands behind my back. He puts both hands behind his back. Kirk Cameron cold cocks him, knocks him down a flight of stairs. He ends up going to the hospital. And during all the the finale of this, 
which Dudley Moore, Dudley Moore does not get on the, the board of directors. He don't. He's like, hey, you can shove that. I don't care. All right, this is more important than I had this relationship with my son because we've been through a lot. Right, you kind of get that thing. And then uh, Rick is in the hospital, and Trigger Sean Austin walks up to him and gives him a little drink of the elixir. And guess who walks by? That's right, the 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 manager of the hospital that has kind of been the the, the problem with all this. So. You got the two bad guys of the movie switching roles, and that's kind of how it goes off. And, uh, you know, it's pretty much color by numbers. Again, this formula has been used many, many times. But this is one I just kind of missed, I guess because it just seemed like they were were just remaking the same movie over and over at the time. This is a good one, folks. Uh, I really enjoyed it. And uh, it it is late 80s as you can get, man. I miss the days of soundtracks where you get little pieces of music, interludes and stuff that are, you know, keyboards and drum machines and heavily distorted guitars, you know. It's almost like it could be Beverly Hills Cop or something to that degree. Uh, I kind of miss that. I kind of miss, you know, you get to hear Wild Side by Motley Crue in this. I don't know. It's a fun flick. And uh, I recommend it. If you're if you're an 80s aficionado, uh I don't know. I I think this is a great one to at least check off your list of having been seen. I'm going to give this a four out of five. Uh, It's a lot of fun. Uh, Like I said, I recommend it. And I hope you check it out. So uh, let me know what you're thinking about these flicks. Uh, If you've got any any recommendations or something like that that you want me to cover, just let me know. I'll be glad to do it. All right, folks, that's it for this one, and we will check you later. Dr. Boobie!